It is a delight to welcome you to University Chapel this day. Our preacher for the day is a graduate from 2010 from Cal Lutheran and a 2014 graduate from our Pacific Lutheran Theological Seminary. How wonderful, Casey, to have you back in our midst. Uh, she is doing work at a campus ministry, a Lutheran Episcopal campus ministry up in Davis, California, and it's a joy to have her return. This is a very stressful time of the university life. I think nobody feels that as much as the students, but rest assured students that we, your faculty and staff, feel that same stress. And how wonderful then to be able to come together and just be. And I invite you to take deep breaths this morning and relax and let the music wash over you and receive it as a gift. Martin Luther was known to have said that the person who sings prays twice. And I believe the person who listens to the chapel choir today prays three times. <laughs> Would you pray with me? Gracious God, you know that our lives are a journey and the road goes ever on. That road winds its way through unknown territories and leads us to new experiences. Thanks and praise to you, God, for sustaining us on our journey, all the while guiding and leading us, even though we cannot always see you or feel your presence. Stir in us your spirit of delight and deep joy that comes from your forgiveness and ever-present mercy. All these things we pray to you, whose story brings life to a dying world, hope to a despairing people, and justice and love for all. Amen. Today is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, verses 35 through 45. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him. Teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. What do you want me to do for you, he asked. They replied, let one of us sit at your right and the other at your left in your glory. You don't know what you are asking, Jesus said. Can you drink the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, you will drink the cup I drink and be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with. But to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared. When the 10 heard about this, they became indignant with James and John. Jesus called them together and said, you know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Here ends the reading.
Good morning. You may have seen an announcement of my presence this morning that listed me both as the reverend and with male pronouns. Um, so if you are expecting an ordained man, and who isn't, um, congratulations, you get me instead. <laughs> so grace and peace from God, our creator, hope in our redeemer, Jesus the Christ, and the promised gifts of the Holy Spirit are with you always. I like words. I've always liked words, always been an avid reader and writer, always been an avid talker. Most things I read and hear remind me of something else I've read and heard. It's exciting for me when I hear or read something brand new and get to go find other things to read and hear that are like it. A wonderful thing about religious folks is that we have no shortage of words. We have sacred texts. We had sacred oral traditions before that to share our words with one another. We sing our songs and say our prayers and hear from one another about who and whose we are. It is no coincidence to me that John's Gospel tells us that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. As a graduate of this fine educational institution and its Pacific Lutheran Theological Seminary, I have been immersed in words for a while now. In January, I started working at the Belfry, the Lutheran Episcopal Campus Ministry up at UC Davis, and Levin, the Lutheran Episcopal Volunteer Network, a young adult service corps housed within it. Because I'm still me, I have remained immersed in words, of course, but I've been steering a little more toward the words of St. Francis, who told us that we should preach the gospel at all times, and if necessary, use words. Working with several young adults, college students, graduate students, and the college graduates in Levin, takes this to a whole new level. Yes, we worship together two nights and one morning each week where Pastor Jocelyn, our Episcopal priest, preaches the gospel with words most excellently. We also occasionally read the Bible together. But other than that, these young adults are serving in their communities, working for justice for the marginalized populations throughout the Davis and Sacramento area, ministering to children and youth in local congregations, connecting people to each other, and endeavoring to embody what they know to be the gospel of Jesus Christ in the world around them. It's pretty rad. It is a privilege to supervise and work alongside the young adults in the Levin program. This year, our six core members came to us from far and wide, California, Louisiana, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, New York, Iowa, one with a master's degree from Japan, one with experience as a community organizer, one who grew up in Kenya, one who speaks fluent Russian, one who grew up Episcopalian, one Catholic, and a handful still figuring out just where denominations or religious traditions fit into their spiritual journey. And four years ago, we named our program Levin because not only is it an excellent acronym, but a beautiful metaphor for just what these young adults are doing. They are transformative ingredients in the body of Christ. This year's core members work full-time at organizations like Lutheran Social Services and the River City Food Bank for the nearby Episcopal camp in congregations who are working to build community by plotting community garden networks or organizing youth in larger ecumenical groups, developing tutoring programs, and one even works alongside our peer minister to develop new ministry ideas and interact with our interfaith partners on campus. This year of service for them is faith in action. 
So what brings these excellent young adults to Levin? For one thing, words of Jesus like those we just heard. This scene in Mark's gospel is a familiar one. The disciples are just straight up not getting it, as usual. And Jesus is rolling his eyes and kindly reminding them what their work is about. James and John have mustered up the courage to ask Jesus if they can be seated at his right and left in the coming kingdom. You do not know what you are asking, he says. What I imagine he wanted to say is, are you listening to yourselves? Have you been listening to me? He wants to tell them that they are not like everyone else. Whoever among you wishes to be great must be your servant, and whoever wishes to be first among you, servant of all. The Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, in his famous words about the drum major instinct, explains this reorientation. You want to be first, he writes, paraphrasing Jesus. You want to be great, you want to be important, you want to be significant. Well, you ought to be. If you're going to be my disciple, you must be. But Jesus reordered the priorities and said, don't give up this instinct. Keep feeling the need for being first. But I want you to be first in love. I want you to be first in moral excellence. I want you to be first in generosity. When we orient ourselves as servants of others, our understanding of greatness changes. Our understanding of relationship and reciprocity changes. Young adults who serve in Levin are great. They are gifted, they are powerful, they are significant. They love and they are morally excellent and they are generous. They're empowered and equipped to empower and equip others. One of our core members works specifically this year with struggling youth and young adults by providing resume writing workshops and job interview training and then culminating in a career fair where her uh, folks can actually get hired. Amina noticed that these young adults who had experienced homelessness needed to see how far they had come, how hard they'd worked and all that they now had to offer. She started taking them to volunteer at the food bank once a month, giving of their time and energy to others, some of whom are still knee-deep in struggles they know all too well. On one of these occasions, a woman came through the food line barefoot. There were a few pairs of men's sneakers that were available for her to have, but Amina had a sneaking suspicion that she was hoping for something a little less utilitarian. Amina, having reoriented herself toward greatness in generosity, gave this woman the shoes off of her own feet so she could walk out of the food bank and into the world with dignity. It was not Amina, but her supervisor, who told me this story about a month later. This is the kind of servant leadership that Jesus is all about. And this is the kind of servant leadership that Levin encourages and fosters. We hear a lot of talk about this generation, millennials or Generation Y or whatever our cool label is right now, about us being self-centered and obsessed with technology and entitled and demanding and lacking in empathy. And I'm not sure which members of my generation these researchers are coming into contact with because the young adults I spend my days with are a far cry from this soulless characterization. And you who spend your days with people in this age range or happen to be one, your own self, you know that we are capable of greatness. Sure, we're capable of being first in technological advancement and first in tech startups and consumption of luxury goods. 
But as followers of Jesus and as tellers of the story, we are capable of being first in love and first in moral excellence and first in generosity. So putting eight 20-somethings in four bedrooms for a year on $400 a month may not sound to you like an exercise in greatness, but that's just it. The Lutheran Episcopal Volunteer Network teaches young adults, including me, about what it is to be community, to be servants, to be agents of change, to be advocates, to be users of our gifts, to be children of God. And for that, I give thanks. Guiding and leading God, be the light on our path. Be our guide stop as we need direction. Be the ever so needed rest stop. Be the welcome home voice when we arrive at destination's end. Amen.